Hello and welcome to episode 38 of The One One, your West Australian racing podcast. I am BJ Ryan, teaming up with the Perth racing guru, Terry Layton. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Bernard. How are you? Yeah, it's been been not too bad a week, not too bad a week. A bit of a battle at Belmont, in a very mm. wet Belmont Park yesterday. But we have Belmont Newmarket Day to look forward to this Saturday. Mm-hmm. The return of free trade, who uh, has uh, been popular, very popular yeah, uh, since his Pinjarra Classic and Bunbury Stakes victories announced himself as a real star in the making. But some um, some astute judges were saying Railway Stakes favourite <laughs> favouritism got uh, got hammered down for that, and yeah, we'll see when the markets come out. Eh? That's the word. Yeah. Um, but even though it is Belmont Newmarket Day on Saturday, I think most WA racing fans will be, I guess, most interested in watching this recent white brigade, i.e. Regal Power, Arcadia Queen and Showmanship, strut their stuff at Caulfield on Saturday. Guru. Yeah, big time. I'm. Uh, it's a rarity that uh, my major focus for the day is outside of Western Australia, but uh, yeah, they're definitely the events I'm most looking forward to. Um, on the day's racing, interesting that Pikey opted for Regal Power over Arcadia Queen. What are your thoughts there? Uh, well, I saw some of his quotes on mm-hmm. an article writ- uh, this morning, and he said it was a no-brainer. So, okay. um, I guess you got a Group One got winning group- mile, and the other is a mare who I guess there'll be some queries on how well she does come back. I reckon Arcadia Queen could be the better horse, but uh, the safe option is probably Regal Power. See, bar plates are going on Arcadia Queen I didn't as say well. That. No, okay. Um, it's amazing that Arcadia Queen and Regal Power are even mentioned in the same breath these days. Like Arcadia Queen was just like a complete class above Regal Power back in their three-year-old days, but uh, he's obviously progressed and elevated into one of the best horses in Australia. You know, he's won the All-Star Mile and she's she suffered, you know, a hell of a lot of setbacks in her Sydney campaign when trained by Chris Waller. So hopefully Team Williams can patch her back together again because she's a that's weapon. That's the key, yeah. Team Williams, that's the key. So they're going they're going around in the Lawrence Stakes, which mm-hmm. is a group two $200,000 race. Regal Power, William Pike, Arcadia Queen, one of WA's favourite sons, Damien Lane is on board. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's going to be good to see how they measure up. They're both well and truly in the market, four, five, six dollar chances. So they're expected to race well. But the one that most people uh, mm. have, uh, are excited about is Showmanship. He lines up in race nine over fourteen hundred meters. I think he opened two twenty. Remember in- the day we got uh, four dollars eighty about him against Samazdat, and uh, I actually declared to a crowd, "Come down to the pub because they'll be free for office all afternoon <laughs> after this race." I actually got it was back in the days where we could go down to the local and get an absolute mountain on and multiple it into every footy game possible in the entire world, and. Um, I think I even decided not, not even have to watch the race. It was that much of a moral. And obviously, uh, it started about $1.70 and um, things didn't go to plan. But no, showmanship, uh, <laughs> showmanship. I don't know why I'm continuing. I, to re- I relive I, that every time we discuss showmanship. It's never, never been beaten. Still since. waking up in cold sweats. <laughs> Ever since Damos lost the first at $1.45. Again, that was mid-twos. I, I, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Not talking about fractional odds today either, Peter. Um, <laughs> showmanship, the price, very interesting stuff. I, I have no idea. Um, I'm not overly qualified to be talking about um, Melbourne racing, but showmanship was going around at 72 pluses, 78 pluses over here um, at trading on, on the exchange at sort of $1.10, $1.15 mm-hmm. type thing, like really, really thin odds. So I don't know what type of quality there is in this race, but um, I mean, it's not. 
it's not too outlandish to suggest showmanship could be the best of those three horses we just discussed as well. I'm not saying that's the case, but I'm saying it's not completely outlandish. So I, I would suspect, and again, I, I'm speaking extremely unqualified because I don't have much of an idea of the Eastern States form that's mm. um, anything around that even dollar, even money mark, even though it's its first start in the state, um, surely is a gift. Yeah, I agree. It could be the best bet Are in the country. Yeah, in the country. Well, I told a few mates. Saturday. I said a few mates to have something on, and it was. I just said, "Oh, it's pretty brave, isn't it?" Telling him to back saying a dollar eighty. I said this could be the best horse in the uh, in in Australia going around on Saturday in a benchmark eighty four. Mm. Not even a, a black tight race. So um, yeah, it could be uh, interesting to see what it trades. I saw Mark Olmos chuck something on Twitter. He thinks it'll trade um, above even money, but um, he'd have a better idea of the Eastern States form than I would. But uh, very interesting to see what it does. I'm expecting firm, firm, firm. Yeah, it could be a gap job. Could oh, be, could be panels. I reckon it will be. This, yeah, because uh, I, I think the length of Willie's nose. I reckon yeah. it's how far the win by about six or seven. I think that their team Williams and the Sarisa White are going to want to make a statement with Shari- uh, showmanship on Saturday, especially. I think they want to know where to go with him. So it's like I imagine they're going to have him wound up and ready to. And if he if he goes as good as most people think he would, then it's going to be exciting to see what path they plot would you say that the forward. sky would be the limit yeah this yeah his his recent wa wins have just been arrogant mm. like and just treated his opposition and you really with disdain. Ha- and you have to look at the fact um you were just mentioning before we started that coming around gave him a touch-up last weekend you've really got to look at how well all of our horses are going or xwa horses are going when they go across there at the moment it's um it's next level so i don't think going from a 72 78 plus to a benchmark 84 over there is um is necessarily going to be a massive uh, rising grade yeah well coming around one at flemington last saturday was a three dollar chance and bolted in Winks. so yeah, I think you know you can take it, take a line through that. What in a two horse race? What would showmanship be versus coming around? Ninety cents know. the best. Yeah, so yeah. you have to pay money. Yeah, we're getting ex- um, we're getting excited here mm. at the one one showmanship race nine pike can't, in the can't last. Tell it, can't tell it we've dived into the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wouldn't take a dollar ninety about a horse in uh, in Perth, and I've yeah decided to dive into the shorts about one I don't know. I don't know any horse it's racing against. So hunting one oh one, pretty good stuff. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's plenty of muggery in me. Don't worry. So uh, also just a quick reminder that the wizard pike he's actually having a pipe opener in race six at Geelong on Friday. He's taking one around for Matt Kamani. So that's a good opportunity for the wizard. And he's also got uh, three rides for uh, Trent Sutton and Natalie Young at, uh, at Cranbourne on Sunday as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what wizard trainers watch. put him yeah, put him on because he's going to be there for at least three months, I'm led to believe. So yeah, okay. providing all goes well with the Team Williams camp. So exciting stuff. Very um, much so. Now we saw some, some you know, top-end talent in action at Monday's Lark Hill Trials, Group 1 winners, Trap for Fools and Come Play With Me. Back in WA, they won their respective heats. Boom Sprinter, This Will Test Ya, and Class Mare Dance Music. They match motors in heat 10 of the day as well. So, um, yeah, a few of the few of the uh, top liners um, in action there. So that was a good set of trials at Lark Hill. Interesting to see what, um, what Lindsay Smith and Adam Durant respectively do with Trap for Fools and Come Play With Me. I don't really think there's a lot of racing no. options for them at the moment no it's got to be wait for age as well doesn't it yeah 
Um, I so say carry the big weight in a SWP or whatnot. Especially with the things going on over east and that. So I'm not really mm. sure exactly what the preparations look like. But maybe, a, maybe just a match race campaign. Yeah. <laughs> just, get, just get the two of them out there for the next the next month or so. It'll probably be, uh, yeah, it'll provide some interest. Yeah, get sacks on, sacks off yeah. out there to be the pacemaker. That'll yeah. be all right. Yeah, it probably wouldn't be able to, wouldn't get within 30 days, <laughs> I think. So. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a bit of bit of talent floating around. But uh, from a feel-good point of view, the, uh, the story of the week had to be Damien Miller at mm. uh, Belmont yesterday, Terry. he's uh, He drove ex-Celestial through for Heck McLaren to win 20 to one, was a sort of a madness, maddie type quote, but got the result and um, that's a, that's obviously gonna lift his spirits considering he was recently diagnosed with bone cancer. He's gonna start his, his commence his treatment shortly mm-hmm. for, for whatever that looks like, but to, to ride a winner and his first winner and his comeback to, to race riding would have, uh, yeah, it was just a very emotional occasion for everyone involved. Yeah, it was. It was uh, definitely the highlight of the day um, from the from the neutral perspective. I think it was, yeah, amazing to see the interview with him post race with uh, with both Scott and then um, and Julio was um, yeah, it was pretty pretty raw emotion from Damien and just from a racing riding point of view, what a tremendous ride it was on a back market from Barrier One as well. So um, I think we're all getting caught up in everything else, but I think he'd I think Damien'd like a few people talking about what a good little steer that was as well. So um, now full full credit to the steer for a horse that's um been looking like it's gonna win soon. So he uh, he was pretty keen on Petrocity. He kept mentioning yeah. the interviews too, didn't he, mm. on uh, on Saturday. So we might see a uh, heck, I know you're a big heck McLaren and so uh, <laughs> look if uh, if I don't back the winner in that race, I uh, I hope that Damien Miller rides it. Yeah, I did notice that he mentioned Petrocity in uh, fourteen Time, yeah, yeah, so uh, we'll be talking about that horse probably. It was like me and dig deep on a podcast. <laughs> so yeah, that was that was a real heart warmer there at at uh, Western Wintry Belmont Park yesterday. Um, so, but other than that, I think it's time that we move on to Belmont Newmarket preview, Terry. Yeah, let's let's get stuck in. So we're recording at uh, ten forty-five a.m. on Thursday, August thirteen. Northern racing this afternoon, Carnarvon tomorrow, which Pete McCormick is fielding <laughs> at tell Carnarvon. tell you what. Well, he might not be fielding on Saturday after I take him for a ride at <laughs> Carnarvon. They don't call me, they don't call me the uh, – oh, I haven't got a name actually ready to go. <laughs> I should have pretty thought about that. The uh, Carnarvon King. Crack, look, looking forward to having a crack at Pete at Carnarvon. Mm. about eight minutes for Nine events scheduled for Belmont on Saturday, and we finish up with again with the Kalgoorlie meeting, Goldfield Sunday. So, a bit of racing coming up over the next four days. Many thanks to our friends at the Mundaring Hotel and Market City Meets. The Mundaring Hotel sponsor our WA Racing Mastermind competition, and Market City Meets, of course, they are uh, the sponsors for our Get Out Stakes competition. Stay tuned for more information on how you can enter those throughout the preview. So, my Pre-markets preview, the leg up was released at 7 a.m. this morning on bestbets.com.au. can also be viewed on the Ozrace website. While Terry and Daniel Cripps, they've been teaming up for the Wild West video preview. You can find that at the Betfair hub, betfair.com.au from Friday mornings onwards, Terry. Yes, and the podcast, the one one, our podcast, is also available on uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all other major podcasting platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. BJ, I found myself missing for the first time um, my little written previews. I've been writing for about the best part of ten years, and this is probably one week where I thought oh, I wouldn't mind of 
wouldn't mind chucking one up actually. I just uh, just missed the little words going down. So um, we might uh, we'll save for the carnival. I reckon we might do a few uh, a few more a few more written. Jobs sometimes you can, sometimes it crystallizes. Doesn't well, it, it does. You, you've seen my personal things. notes for every meeting, and they're um they're about six or seven pages long anyway. So I could probably just neaten those up and use those. But uh, yeah, I ran out of one liners, so that's why I basically had to stop anyway. <laughs> I ran out of gags. <laughs> yeah, I ran out of gags. There was, there was simply none left. So ah, <laughs> oh, dearie me. All right, let's get cracking, BJ. And um, what a what a uh, what a nightmare this is for uh, for people trying to tip on a Thursday and trying to um, trying to find a winner early in the week when we have a fairly large storm due to hit any time between oh, midday and, and five o'clock. So there is a chance that we could miss it completely. But I think the uh, the smarties are saying we'll probably get it by race two, three, four type thing. And I dare say by the last couple, we'll be racing in a um, – even if the track isn't rated a, a heavy eight, I think with the rain coming down, the horses chopping it up, I think it'll be a really questionable spot to be. And um, I know that Pistol Pete Antonovitz – Antonitz. Uh, Antonitz, I've never got that right. <laughs> I know he loves his wide late in the day, and I reckon this will be a day where you probably don't want to be too close to the pine late in the day, I'd suggest. So um, we'll probably tune in to see what Maddie's on late in the day, won't we? Sure will, yeah. Rail at the 10-metre mm. position. Unique spot too. Unique spot. So Currently yeah. rated a soft five, had 51 mil of rain for the last seven days, uh, zero mil, last 24 hours. Uh, there's no rain for today, no rain for Friday. But it's as just Terry right. said, could start a good four. Could, could but that, the track's not in good condition. No. You can see certain strides, you can see major – you can see a lot more kickback than you can in other strides at the moment. It just looks – it just looks unhealthy. It just looks – I think there's – I'm not going to say the shifting aspects of the grass. It just – I think there's certain patches which it's very hard to quantify that just aren't racing well. And, um, yeah, it's it's a difficult track in, in that sense. But it's been it's been a hard season with the amount of racing we've had to do on it in all fairness. Yeah, um, I think there was a good four-track official a couple of weeks or a week or two ago and the, the Vince Accardi daily sectional times were like all coming through 10 lengths, 12 yeah. lengths, 15 lengths below benchmark. So – I just feel like the track is just—it's almost like it's waterlogged, and and so they're just not getting sponge. And yeah, it's just ringed out, doesn't it? Yeah, so they're not really. So it's a it's a soft five now, but you know it's probably six, seven, eight really in from a times point of view. Um, so as Terry said, there is a storm scheduled for brewing brewing um, after lunch on Saturday. So, but uh, there was a storm supposed to be for last weekend during the West Coast Eagles game, mm. Terry, and I was I was sitting at Optus Stadium basking in the sun with my glasses on, just incredible, loving it. it. Yeah, incredible stuff. That's why I think, especially later in this card, it's um, it, it is a card unless you really think you're nicking a great price early. Yeah, uh, it's a good card to be um to to be taking late prices. I think probably use, utilizing the Betfair exchange. Sounds like a sounds like a good idea there, Terry. Mm. So I mean, do we really need to get too heavily involved in race one of the day? The Tab Touch Westby Platinum Maiden. Uh, looks like a looks like some extended uh, noms. <laughs> looks like a race we can we can watch and maybe look for patterns. I, I don't know, Terry. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, yeah, I, I I've actually price wise a couple have gone up. Um a couple have gone up my quotes here, so I can probably look at a bet. I think um, something important to note here was the fact that we saw the extended nominations for this race. So they didn't actually, amazingly, a $30,000 maiden, they couldn't um, they couldn't o get a field together. Over 1,400. Over 1,400 metres. They couldn't yeah. get a field. So I would say that Miami City, who trialled on Monday, I dare say that was a late nom. I can't imagine the plan being oh, – that might have been. Who knows? But um, there's a couple in there that I, I'd be surprised. Even Belafonte Boy first up, no trial over the 1,400 metres. Was that already nommed? I'm not sure. So a couple of these might have been rushed – 
to get to the race. There's a couple that I know wouldn't have been rushed and would have been targeting this, um, a trade fair express and a horse that I've been following. I really quite like the way um, he's been hitting the line and in his short four, five, four start career to date, he's yet to draw inside barrier seven. That's mm. time starts now. Yep. I'm not certain if he has the ability to utilise the gate, but I think he might not have to settle as far back, maybe only to, uh, I doubt the 1-1, one, one, but maybe maybe a pair further back. Look, I, I really, I'm struggling with the rest of this race. Miami City, first up, first career run over the 1,400 metres. Belafonte boy for first up over the 1,400 metres for Dave Miller. Um, Fire Goddess was was really poor um, last week. Any excuses? Not that I could see. No, I really struggled to forgive that run. Um, brave call gave up quicker than I did in Dry July. Um, <laughs> after hitting the front, and that was a, that's, uh, that was my last. See, look, that was my last gags, one. I had. That's the last one I had. Your gags are coming back. And um, yeah, I, I just—it's a very thin old race. So look, I, I've marked Trade Fair Express three twenty uh, time starts now. I've actually got three dollars seventy. So we're talking four forty-seven bucks. I'm going to Dutch them. BJ, that's the plan. Same stake on both with time starts now, clearly being the better result, being the longer price. Um, simple stuff for me. Happy to be on. I'd like to see Jason Whiting just go straight to the front on Trade well, Fair Express. I've, I've got that written down that mm. I think there's a chance they might try to lead. If you go back through Trade Fair Express's maiden form from last campaign, it was against Forgotten Jewels and, and, and horses that would be starting sort of under $1.50 in yep. this type of race. So, um, yeah, the, the right form's on the board. Forget the first up run where something went wrong on a, on a sloppy old Pinjaro track. Um, the Bon Odyssey form doesn't look too bad behind Pooley and Elite Spirit. Yep. So Zala ran third and Zala again got backed off the map. That might be a, a reasonable form reference. So. Yep. Um, yeah, hundred percent. There's not enough speed in this to, to really. I like most of these to be looking at the lack of speed and going, "Hang on, this is a great opportunity to lead a weak maiden." That's where you want to be yeah. usually. So that's what I was seeing. And I've I got Trade Fair Express marked three fifty mm-hmm. at the head of my market. Currently four four twenty on the local. So uh, that that's an, an overlay. I think it's a bit bit of four forty around in other areas as well. So from a tipping point of view, I've got Trade Fair Express on top. I'd like to see Jason Whiting send him straight to the front. Try to um, try to make something get past him anyway, because he seems to be hitting the line well enough, but just can't keeps finding one better on the day. Bruce hasn't trained a winner since May, which is a concern. Mm, That's okay. one thing I did note as well. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah can't go again with Fire Goddess. She was just so plain the other day, and Turner has hopped off to ride Miami City. So it's Trade Fair Express for me. Yep, very good. Probably the first time that I'm willing to actually have a reasonable mini crack at a, at a maiden. And I think every time I've done that in the last um, 24 months, it's gone poorly. Uh, <laughs> so when we follow me in. Uh, race two, the long leaf at Rangeview Stud Plate uh, for the three-year-olds. And it will be all eyes on Claire Voyance here, BJ. Um, Five-horse field. Should be going to the top and looking purely at the raw data. And data. You, know, you know I love my raw data. I love data. There's nothing better when it's uncooked and it's raw. So, <laughs> look, the raw data suggests this should be leading and winning and um, and should be doing so comfortably. Um, that's it. That's all I've got to say on this race. I'm not, I'm not diving in at the $1.30, $1.40. I'll watch it go around and um, see if Watch Me Dance can come back uh, as well as it uh, went last campaign when nearly won a Karakata. Takes a good horse to do so. Yeah, sure does. Uh, so, clairvoyance, that 1,000-meter, last 1,000-meter win we spoke about, on last week's show was rated by Daniel O'Sullivan as the best performance of the day across mm. the nation. 1,000-metre victory was faster than Floyd's win and faster than, was it Sun Silken on the same day? Mm-hmm. So uh, the, you can you can draw a line through how outstanding that performance Silken was. Eyes. 
Silk and Ice or mm. Sun Silk. Sorry, apologies. Mm. When Sun Silk, today. When Sunny Silk goes around today in the last. Right. Yeah. Silk and Ice. Same colours. Now, yes. How? What about holding peaks? Right. Okay. Bj's well, currently has his hands in an apex type <laughs> shape as well, like in, in the shape of a peak. So, clairvoyance went amazing. The other yeah. Day. How hard is it for a horse to? How far? A young horse. A young horse. How far? How far can it come back off that peak? And still and, win. And still win. Like that was so such a significant uh, performance. Like it's is is that it's what's its level? Do you know what I mean? Like is its first up thing its level? And that was just like a, a freak peak effort, or is that or is that its level? Like it's because you know it. Um, Watch me dance is a really good filly. And don't get me wrong, I'm tipping clairvoyance as the winner. But if if clairvoyance comes back off that peak. At length, two length, three lengths. Does that bring Watch Me Dance in, into the, into consideration? Like she's she's going to well, be she's going to be get she's going to get the last crack at clairvoyance. Well, should be a clairvoyance back from the gate. Yeah. That'll be the plan of the camp, I'd imagine. Yeah. I, I don't like. I'd like a longer spell. That might seem a bit harsh. It's been three months, but um, Watch Me Dance trial pretty well behind free trade, but I undisclosed was in that trial. Everyone was. I still don't understand the raving about undisclosed last trial. I didn't. I didn't think anyway. So that 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 puts a query on that. Um, to, to some degree, but uh, oh, I think when you're when you're talking a simple a jump and run conveyance like clairvoyance in a small field like this, it's a matter of it being a, a barrier trial to some degree. The improvement from first to second up, I think you mentioned when we discussed that first up win that uh, she was very raw. Mm. So I think what she learned and the level she went to there, you'd suspect that is probably her level, all things being equal. But like, one of my biggest rules in punting is with the, especially the young horses in particular, you don't you don't dive into the shorts. So yeah. wouldn't be many horses I'd be diving into the dollar forty about to be honest with you. But uh, I I suspect that she uh, yeah she's one out of the box. Yeah, it looks that way, doesn't it? The it's just, like, it was interesting. There was an ex- this is a, a lower level example, right? Of what I'm of what I'm trying to get at. Empire Rain was really good first up, elevated significantly in its second up win. Third up yesterday was a bit bit plain, right? One thing so, I would like to say about that, I think that price was well, that price was madness. Yeah. For we we don't know how well these new season. I know I I saw the data and I know the data said it was going to win by about three or four and it was obviously drawn etc etc but we don't know how well these new season three-year-olds just turned two-year-olds are going to go um against the older horses yet we just we just don't know how well they're going to level up and i i've i'm i'm utilizing the data more than i used to in the past but i still i still feel it's a there's a poison chalice at times bj so i I understand what you're saying though yeah so look but yeah don't get me wrong i'm obviously have a soft spot for Watch Me Dance being tied up with the Steve Wolf camp. And she's she's a really good filly. Probably should have won the Jim Crack, probably should have won the Caracatta, won the size. So she got she got the the feature race win that she thoroughly deserved. Uh had the has a trial blowout uh behind free trade the other day. Is gonna get the camp on clairvoyance and all things being equal if clairvoyance turns up breathing fire like she did the other day she just wins but oh, i've got a lot of respect for watch me dance and you know she's uh she's clairvoyance is going to know she's been in a race when 1200 is definitely a watch me dance yeah. favorite too you'd suspect yep. so so but the, the thing with watch me dance is she's first up stables eyeing off you know spring features with her champion fillies those types of races so um i imagine that she's Whatever she does on Saturday, she's going to come forward off. But going to be good to see how how she goes because clairvoyance is uh, is a very very talented, serious young filly. Yeah, cracking little race. Good one to watch. Okay. In saying that, good one to watch. What 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 have you marked? Um, the pair of them. 
Just bear with me for one moment, Terry. I didn't actually. Mark, you- I didn't mark the race. I just said if clairvoyance goes up a dollar eighty, back it. I knew that wasn't going to occur, but that, that was my notes on the race basically. But now, you I mean as you as you explain it, I mean, you're now seeing it is a complete tourist race. We can put yep. a line through the other three. You're pretty confident in saying. Yeah. If if you're seeing the sort of five dollars about watch me dance, like you might decide that's above your mark and that's worth a bet. Um, yep. I'm probably just going to stay out. But um, that's yeah. Sometimes you have to back the horse you don't necessarily think is going to win, but you're getting over its correct price. So. Yeah, I was uh, I was about a dollar seventy clairvoyance. Probably makes Watch Me Dance a bet for you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so you're getting near the five dollar mark. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, what is she at the moment? Four forty. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Brad went up about two forty, two fifty, so probably close to your mark. So yeah, but I mean that was probably a bit of heart stuff there with that price. Nah, maybe. That but uh, <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. I just think that well, I don't. I just think Watch Me Dance is um is a really really good filly, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see yeah. how it plays out. We managed to just talk about a five-horse race for about 10 minutes, I think, as well. Well, I think we? it's one of, the, one of the most interesting races. <laughs> it is. It is dark. intriguing. Leader, leader's back. All right. The Amelia Park Lodge Handicap, race three, um, over the 1,400 metres. BJ, I found this to be a wonderful race to dissect from a speed map point of view because it was so very obvious. We should see Snow Chino kicking up. Yep. Just disagree with me at any point here if I get it, uh, anything you wouldn't have had. Uh, Snow Chino kicking up, position to power to the breeze. Uh, Serenity Bay has more pace than it showed first up. I think they can get on the back of Snow Chino from barrier two there and cross not to be missed in the one one war god and i think uh, the instructions on not to be missed will be let it flop out the gates a little bit more here and just take up a spot three back the fence and look to present late i have come up with a fairly strong and, and somewhat confident opinion mm-hmm. somewhat is the key word that not to be missed um didn't run out the mile so two back i, I said that i thought she uh he peaked sorry against wrinkly and draft um yep. in, a, in a 78 plus as well let's, let's remember that that was a reasonably strong form reference um that day draft went really well again last week in an unsuitably run race um and wrinkly they went six seven eight lengths below benchmark to the turn for wrinkly that's unheard of isn't it yeah that's getting it a bit wrong isn't it with a pretty simple horse so anyway well, on uh, that just on that yep. on the same day a race earlier same distance 1400 meters billy ain't silly went five lengths above yep. benchmark and wrinkly went six or seven lengths below billy crazy. was crazy billy was a bit poor yeah well i suppose if you're going five lengths above still you've been tied the door a bit more than that i reckon i don't know i don't know maybe not anyway not too missed three back the fence yes i i think it'll open up snow chino isn't in this race for me it's been weighted out of its Again, it's one of those. I spoke about Beautiful Mind a week ago or two weeks ago where they copped the ratings points in the Phillies and Mares races. And I think Snow Chain is another one that got the eight points from a uh, Phillies and Mares win. So against the um, against the all-age group, uh, I think she needs to yeah, come down in weight a little bit before. Or she has to get deeper into a campaign before I'm going to consider her. Has a great record at the 1,400, don't get me wrong. Look, I'm, I'm going to tip not to miss to, to, find, um, to find his best back to the 1,400 metres. I think three back the fence, held up for a run till the 200 clint finds a gap late explodes through them pretty confident biggest danger serenity bay obviously okay i wouldn't have expected you to go that way no Guru. no no very I think, forgiving I, I think the key is well they know i'm not too missed for a 1400 and a 2000 yeah. meter race and i really hope the are uh, the reason they've gone back to the 1400 is because they've thought well, hang on i mean the reason i mean you look at last start and you think well, we've got the one one how can we think of a horse that got the one one and was one of the first beaten but that's the race they went eight or nine lengths above benchmark to the turn not too missed if, if he doesn't run out a strong mile chasing that and from the one one that was just going to gas him even quicker so yeah, clint will put him to sleep three back the fence here and um um, look, as I said, we we all know how good not to miss is, and if if the if it does turn out that he's he might be a 1400 meter horse, that might be his his sort of zone, and if that's the case, he should be better than this. Yeah, he was he was fired up chasing that speed as well, so he's yep. just burnt too much fuel early out of his comfort zone. So yeah, I, I 
agree. Three back defence following Serenity Bay is is the place I'd like to see not to be missed. I've I've ended up with Snowchino on top. Okay, uh, comes out of a the new season sprint first up. I thought she went admirably uh, over a thousand metres when not suited. I like the booking of Chloe as a party. She's going to find the front uh, without uh, any any dramas. Uh, Chloe does her best work out in front, as um, most people are aware. Second up, uh, has a good record, Belmont 400 meter profile, loves a wet track, Snow Chino, Harrison Stable doing some good things. Probably going to be in for a pretty good day, actually, Dave Harrison. Yeah. Uh, second up, Elevation. I just think she's going to be out in front making her own luck. Serenity Bay, good mare on the rise. Only just got there to nail position of power the other day, but had to come from last to do so. I agree with Terry, probably going to land uh, box seat uh, on Saturday. No pike. Interesting to see how that turns out, and um, and not to be missed is going to be three back defence. So Snow Chino is going to be out rolling. Uh, going to get first look at the um, at the track. Yeah, I think she can. You know, if she can tap into some close to some peak form, might be a run short, but uh, I think Snow Chino might give her uh, supporters a run for their money out in front. Very good, Snow Chino for BJ. Not to be missed for me. Oh, price wise. I thought we'd see better early. I think we're talking around about the $3 mark at the minute for not to be missed. Maybe a, a tickle, just a tickle above that, BJ. $3.10 I can see here. I've marked him $3 in a market that does fall off a cliff after yeah, Snow yeah. I, I've, I've taken a little stand against Snow Chino potentially yeah. to my peril, but I've got it as a three-horse race with position of power, Serenity Bay, not to be missed. So, yeah, I, I'll be happy playing up with the $3 if I can see that the rail isn't a quagmire. Yeah. I don't yeah. want a quagmire. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be diving into three bucks on a quaggy. All right, cold rail. I don't, oh, we don't want to. No, that's, we're, we're barring the words cold rail <laughs> from the podcast from now on. All right, the staying race, BJ, over the 2,000 metres where we see uh, double digit and sacks on, sacks off to battle. Isn't it just uh, that'll bring a, a crowd to the track on its own, won't it? Uh, absolutely. A little bit of, of trivia, double digit. Winner on Belmont Newmarket Day way back in 2017. I reckon I would have had something on that day too. Ake Alan Kennedy and yeah, the Spider. Yeah, I reckon I would have had something on fairly uh, that day. Anyway, and um, this is a uh, an interesting staying race. I'm going to put a line through the big show. First up at the 2000, Darren McAuliffe can do amazing things getting him ready for this type of stuff, but I'm going to continually take them on. That's just my always my plan. So um, we'll be taking on the big show. We're going to take on Noir de Roo. I think they're the two best horses, and I'm going to take on the two best horses. I don't like Justin Warwick's stayers off, off, off more than a week or two, and it's off 28 days. So um, no doubt it can win as well if he has it 100% ready to go. But, look, I think this race is between um, Burning Pride and Prince Turbo. Found it difficult to line the form up. Marked them equal favourites around that $3.50 mark, which is where the market is currently at, BJ. And, look, I think Brad went off some six bucks Prince Turbo this morning. That was worth a little dip. But now at the current quotes, it's hard to get too enthused about uh, either of them at that price. It'll be a, a really, really interesting race. Um, but I'm expecting one of the um, one of the pair to win. BJ, Gangbuster will run a race as well. We got pressured by persistence time all last start. Just don't know if Gangbuster is going to win until um, he drops a few more points. Okay. What did you think of Prince Turbo last Saturday? We were both pretty mm. keen on him. He was, one, he was one of your best bets of the day. Yeah. What did you make of the run? Pretty happy with our map, first of all. Got that bang on in the back of Fura. Uh, I would like to see Clint go to the outside. Would like to push Juicing Carrots out of the, on the turn. 
Um, we discussed it earlier. Something a bit. Uh, they, they tend to just pick up and sprint a little bit better when finding the uh, the outside runners and the inside. In saying that, Juicing Carrots still beat Prince Turbo home, so mm-hmm. I don't think we can have too many. Uh, too many qualms. Uh, the run was okay. Uh, Fura did all the work. They went above benchmark, reasonable amount. Haven't got the data in front of me. Yeah, for Fura yeah, to kick did, on yeah. like that, full credit to the winner, I think, in that sense. But um, yeah, good enough run. I, I yeah, we should have probably beaten Juicing Carrots home. It was three to eight the trip on a big, uh, on a big uh, on a on a race they've they've gone really hard in. So look, we probably wanted to see. A little more, I suspect, but it's also hard to come across from the widest gate and then get the horse to settle. Yeah, you got to j- you, you've jammed him in there. You're using yeah. yeah, horses don't have um an on and an off switch, so um you've but used, on Saturday he can fuel. lob in a sweet exactly, spot. Exactly and right. Burn no fuel. Early, exactly right. So. Exactly right. I don't know how it's going to line up. Uh, you go back through the ATA form, whatnot. It lines up extremely well over yep. this journey, and I suspect he'll be the supported runner here. Yeah, look, if I had if I had a gun to my head, I'd probably have him on top again, but um not with a, a supreme amount of confidence. First goal to staying true at this journey. Okay. Campaign. I just thought that run last Saturday. Topped him off nicely. Just topped him off. I stole your words. Yeah. Exactly just, what you were going to say there. I just feel like he just just peaked that touch late. Mm, and bit, I bit always I always I'm with Terry. I always think it's harder to improve. It's sort of almost like it's unnatural for horses to improve underneath other horses. Mm-hmm. The natural flow of horses roll to the out, uh, cross outside of heels and balance up and, and let down. CJP opted to dart back inside Führer and for a moment got our, got our hopes up, didn't he? But um, mm. just sort of, and the numbers suggest his last two hundred was was a, was a bit plain, but his four hundred to two hundred was the best of the race. So that said, look, that run should bring him forward nicely. Look, uh, I think he's well weighted, fifty-five kilos as yeah, well. Really is. Well placed, quick back up. This just looks set up sweetly for for Prince Turbo for mine. Uh, I agree with Terry from ten. Had to be really aggressive early with the blinkers on to put him in that spot where they want him to be to be competitive in that particular race. Doesn't they don't have to be as aggressive on this occasion? He should have a heap of fuel left for late in the race. I think he's just going to be too strong. I was three dollars Prince Turbo, so okay. he's he's a that six dollars for. That Brad bet opening six dollars was uh he mentioned, was generous. He, he mentioned there was a bit of support there. Yeah. So, yeah, he mentioned there was a, a few people were interested in that price. So and yeah, and uh the burning pride double digit form needs to be queried as well. That was a really poor staying race last yeah. time, yeah, wasn't it? And we speak about this a lot, but Burning Pride, seven wins, all ridden by William Pike. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see if Jared Noski can uh, can get his name alongside the uh, on a board when it comes to Burning Pride. But for me, I just think this is a perfect setup for Prince Turbo. I think he'll win. Yes, I can definitely see that. All right. And um, sacks on, sacks off, probably not first up in a 78 plus as a 68 rider. Yep. All right. Race four is done. Therefore, we move on to our WA Racing Mastermind competition sponsored by our friends at the Mundaring Hotel. They have been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you get a chance, drop in, see the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say good day. Let him know you're a 1-1 listener. Uh, even if you're coming back down Great Eastern Highway from the Northern Races today, tuning in to the 1-1. Drop in and see Butchie and his team at the Mundaring and uh, he'll look after you for sure. Congrats to last week's WA Racing Mastermind winner, Jason Wheelow, a $100 gift voucher is on the way. We put it in the post the other day. So to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to answer the following three questions and to get your answers in, please send them via direct message on Twitter at the one one pod. Terry. Pens out. Ready to go? Ready to go. Question number one. 
Name the horse who will be lining up in a fourth straight Belmont Newmarket on Saturday. That's a good one. Question two. Name the training combination that prepared – this might be a bit of a trick question, actually. Name the training combination that prepared Smoko to win the 2014 Belmont Newmarket. It's easy. And you'll love this one. Question three. Name the 101 pop who won the final race on Belmont Newmarket Day last year. I don't even need to give you the hint, but I'll give the hint to uh, all the listeners. It was written by Lucy Warwick. So they're the three mastermind and questions. if you listen to the race call and you tell me that Richie Bell wasn't on there, <laughs> I will not believe you. He called that home and that was like, that was 220 to 1 on Betfair. Well, I know that for a fact. I don't even think he finished calling all the horses. He, he did. Was he was on, honestly, at, at the 800 <laughs> metre mark, he was basically declaring it the winner. So I have no doubt he was on it that day. Uh, How'd I go? That's my answers there. Three for three. Yeah. The the mastermind, he's back, the guru. So get your answers in and you can be in the running for a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel, Terry. Perfect. All right. Race five, Mrs. Max. If it ain't a Mrs. Max, you got to take, it, take back. it back. Uh, over the mile, look, we can – we can probably pull this race <laughs> apart as much as we want to, BJ. But no, thanks. I, no thanks. Uh, but I do think that um, look, Montalena was a very impressive victor, probably getting further back than they would have anticipated when the speed came across from out wide last start. But um, look, I think Montalena should be winning again. The yep. price isn't there for me. But with the lack of speed in this, strike force probably goes forward and leads. Um, I think that um, I think that they can land a lot closer to strike force. So. What about the gear change? Yes, yes. Are we talking about Strike Force? Of course. So Strike Force is one I did want to discuss, actually, BJ. Uh, huge effort last time. I tipped it last time as the Maddie at, at 150 to 1 or whatnot and um, beaten five and a half, but that was in a really good 78 plus. And uh, they went 8.7 or 8.9 links above benchmark to the 600, which is uh, that's quick, very, very quick. So they went absolutely mad. So ratings, another two ratings points are shed. Uh, Maddie goes on and obviously horses are flying for Maddie. Gets a map completely to himself handles the soft handles the heavy mm. handles all conditions and still not sure how good he is but look i've marked him just over i think i marked him 11 to 1 here which might seem a little thin i think he's currently around the 15 dollar mark so one you could consider each way and yep. look I, as i said i do think um arnie's boy will win the race but uh sorry montana <laughs> win the race i've just given away my next line haven't i one horse that i'm expecting big improvement from at the best part of 40 to 1 at the moment probably who knows, could start longer, is uh, Arnie's boy. I was actually at um, Belmont last week and um, there was a bit of a tip going around. Uh, sorry, a fortnight ago, a bit of a tip going around for him while I was in the urinal. Um, <laughs> so usually that's where I find that's you. Where, get, that's where you get your best mail. That's where you get your best mail. Yeah. In the, uh, yeah, near the um, – The bookies ring. Near the near the hotcakes in the urinal. So yeah. um, I uh, I expected uh, – look, I expect Arnie's boy – That's that was a joke, but it actually did occur, but that was a joke. I expect Arnie's boy to improve because Arnie's boy is not suited to leading. Mm. Um, at his last two, CJP goes on, finally drawing a gate. They'll just uh, let him have a sleep midfield, 54 and a half. He's fifth up into this preparation. I think Ashley Manley wouldn't have kept him going if there was any issues. So look for really big improvement at a price. Been from, burning um, ratings points too. Yeah, 100%. Point. Yeah, yep. he's down to, I mean, in a – 54 and a half. You're talking <laughs> in, a, in a 66 plus. He's actually didn't even need to burn those last two because um, – 
it's a 66 pass and he's a 64 Raider, so yeah. that didn't actually matter. But yeah, I, I just think he can run a, a, an improved race better than his um, better than his uh, odds will belie. So Montalina very hard to beat, but there could be some value each way in Strike Force and Arnie's Void potentially. BJ. So, so Akinai is um, is obviously the yeah the second most people's second pick. Understandable to knock off uh, the odds on pop Montalina three and four deep with Lactar, Lucky Lactar Romoli on last start claiming three. What are the pros and cons of Lactar off senior rider Troy Turner on? We spoke about this pre-show mm. about. Um, you know, like State Take, for example, Bonneville Black last week. How many other riders would have won on Bonneville Black last week? Maddie was three deep, no cover, just rolling, happy to be there, no dramas, and the horse responded with with the with the wind. Sometimes being three deep as a senior rider can cause, you know, anxiety or whatever it is because they don't want to be there. It doesn't look good being out there. You, on the vision and on the call as well, three wide, no cover is probably the worst place you want to be. But when Maddie just doesn't seem to worry about those things. She just the best jumps. Place. Yeah, she mm. just jumps. She's happy to be there. The horse is happy and the horses try for her. Similar situation I felt like for Aconite mm. last week, where she was just three wide, four. no cover at four wide, yeah. out of trouble, and just kept trying for for Lucky, Lucky Lacta. Away from his natural habitat on the rail, too. Yeah. So interesting to sometimes we see, oh, three kilos, uh, junior off, senior on, positive, but I'm not saying that this is the case in this situation, but sometimes it always doesn't play out that way. No, it doesn't. And, and Troy Turner's still uh, still finding his feet in the saddle. Um, you don't actually stand on your feet in the saddle, but uh, you get what I uh, mean there, BJ. And uh, I'm not certain if horses are 100% running for him at, uh, at their full capacity at the minute. So, look, Aconite was a uh, victim of the, the Pope virus in February, which we, uh, we spoke about in depth throughout that period. And, all runs back. I mean, to win a race at Pinjarra against Luke's Choice, and I think it was Super Territoria that day, with Hannah Fitzgerald on, she rode a treat that day, got it wide on straightening, but not many horses, sitting sprinters, win with the, the young apprentices on. They're, they're the hardest horses to handle, obviously, and I'm looking forward to discussing Jericho Missile shortly, which mm -hmm. is probably the, the perfect example. But um, uh, it showed that uh, this horse uh, and she has returned extremely well. So she can definitely run a big race here. But, um, look, I just I don't see her out sprinting um, Montalina, and I would have liked to have seen them keep the claimer on, mm. to be honest, in this situation. Would have been a significant – now it's a significant weight swing to against, yeah. against. Yep. So, um, despite the loss, despite the loss, yeah. So it does look set up for Montalina to win again. She's always promised the world. Montalina looked like being an absolute um, jet early in her career. Seems to have a few. I don't know whether it's between the ears for Montalina. Uh, seems to have a few quirks, but um, bit bit of a uh, quieter ride from Chris Parnham last start, and she she belted him late, didn't she? Drew, drew away, really mm -hmm. impressive. Could uh, looks like DMAC Darren McAuliffe's got her back in the zone again. If she's on her best behaviour, she is switched on in a similar vein to last. Uh, I think she just just kept out of trouble. She just wins again. I like what you're saying about Strike Force. You've tipped not to be missed earlier in the card. Strike Force finished right on not to be missed's heels mm -hmm. last start. So there's a reference there. Uh, out in front, Maddie Derrick on board. Who knows? Could could give a kick at uh, at a price. But um, from tipping point of view, Montalina should just win dollar sixty a bit thin. 
Yep, I'm 100% with you. When, when they when they are a bit thin, I mark Montalena flat even money. Has disappointed us in the past, so perhaps I've marked Montalena a little bit longer than I should have, but it does bring other horses into the race. I think I marked Strike Force, as I said, 11 bucks and Arnie's boy. Uh, just below $20, so at, uh, I think they're 18s and 35 bucks at the moment. You can you can justify a very small little play on either of them I, I, or the I, pair. I didn't – I haven't – Minded the recent runs of Wee Ripper. Yeah, uh, no, I had Wee Ripper pretty pretty firm in my market too. So if it's as Terry said, if it's not a quagmire, then uh, on down the rail, Wee Ripper Gate One on the minimum, probably expecting to get out late on the exchange. Yeah, a bit of a nonny. Yeah, but uh, could be in the spot and could take advantage of if if there's a pattern on the day that that suits. So uh, we'll be follow might end up following. The rail and getting the right run. Who knows? At a mm. price. So, but we yeah. just tipped every horse. Just about managed to tip every horse in that race <laughs> as well. So, some great clarity there. <laughs> All right. Uh, the first leg of the quadrella. Um, the quadrella that I'm sure a few will be anchoring one later in the day, which we'll get to. But this looks a more open leg in the uh, happy 60th birthday to Ron Gajewski, the big Jew. Happy birthday to Ronnie. Ronnie G. Ronnie, Ronnie G. Ronnie G. Happy, happy birthday, Ronnie. Meters. Mm. Tell you what. Tough. Congratulations. Yeah, tough. This is a tough race. A very interesting race to, to dissect. And a race you can probably look for a little bit of value if you're that way inclined. I think the conditions. This is now 3.05 p.m., BJ. Mm-hmm. This is when conditions will really start to play a massive part. And yep. uh, I think our, our best options here for anyone that's listening is to, um, is to probably – just discuss the races and say, look, if this is the situation, if the rain has come, if the rain hasn't come, because um, things change massively. Yep. Uh, if the rain doesn't come, look, you'd, you'd suspect that uh, a horse like Round the Point probably can't win. But if the rain comes in in in, um, in absolute uh, bucket loads and it has been around for a while and it's a bit choppy, Round the Point over a 1,000 metres on a wet track is simply a different horse. So um, he, he's one you consider. The current price isn't there. But uh, look, from a speed map point of view, how did you have this playing out, BJ? Super X leading. Oh, you reckon that's – I initially had that too. Round the point outside leader. Kennedy, three wide, no cover. Stealing a state, leader's back. Yeah, I did something very similar to that. Mm-hmm. I'm just a bit concerned. Super X wasn't that quick out the gates. Mm-hmm. And I know they had a semi-plan pre-race, I think, not to necessarily to try and lead. Yeah. But I don't think Luke would have Maddie on without the intentions to at least want to lead. Um, if she does get crossed by, say, because Weaponson can go quick too. If yep. I do get crossed by around the point Weaponson, I don't think it's the end of the world, but I always prefer a Maddie Derry course without cover, yep. um, which I've made pretty clear. So some risk there in that sense, but should improve second up. Look, Weaponson was scratched at the gates. That was just a cut above the eye, I believe, so nothing. Floating mishap, yeah. Yeah, nothing. Oh, was, was it at, wasn't at the gates, was it? Sorry, no. an hour before the race. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah. Got, a, got a nick on the eye um, in the float ride to the so, racetrack. Yep. Wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be too concerned about uh, about that, BJ. But, uh, look, in, in a very open, funny type of race, there's one horse that's come up well above my marked quote. I've, I don't think this is a, a certainty by any stretch, and I'm surprised I'm even tipping it. But um, I've, I've marked ATM $13, so it's currently the exact reverse at 31 uh i think i think this is a real fresh horse last yep. campaign last two campaigns first up runs have been really good in races that have turned out to be really strong form lines going forward probably a bit stiff not to win first up last campaign actually um behind transgressor when they cleared out from third and transgressor was, 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 was there was a fall there was a fall yeah yes. yeah there was yep. a fall so and transgressor went on to have a really good campaign as well so that was um really nice uh a nice form lines at the time christy bennett was on 
fair bit throughout that campaign. The horse didn't have much luck and it only won three of 22, but I think took about 11 starts to, to break his maiden status. Uh, his record on the soft going is interesting with the, the six starts for the two wins and two placings. The other two occasions he's raced on the soft track, he's been stiff. So you could arguably say he um, he should have even a more impressive record on the um, on the going. Look, from Barrier 14, Blinker's going off. Trial was really nice, really liked the trial. We're going to need to see that three-wide line you discussed with Kennedy leading him up. We're going to need to see ATM looking in that line. We're going to want the fence to be off probably. We're yeah. going to need a lot to go right. We're going to need to look at a lot of aspects in that race to be to be lining up. But ATM's a really progressive type, and it wouldn't surprise me if um, he whips past these. This isn't that deep. No. A, uh, a 60 plus. And if you're talking E always is $6.50 and ATM $31, you've got that wrong big, yeah. big time. So, um, look, at, at those prices, I'm, I'm happy having something on, on ATM at a, at a big quote, BJ. Interesting. Interesting. Surprise uh, myself there. Yeah, I just felt this was a really, really wide open bit of a bit of a trappy type race. I ended up playing it pretty safe with Weapon Sun. Resumed, ran into a horse called Elite Street first up. Belmont Thousand um, went went really good. Ran that that talented type to a neck. Then was um, interesting. Second again behind Excellent Dream. Second up with Christy Bennett on board. It was sort of holding excellent dream in a pocket with uh, an excellent dream was trying to push out out of the pocket when there was a cutaway rail in play that day. Mm-hmm. That was interesting riding tax. But anyway, he, he, after he copped a pretty heavy bump, sort of balanced up and came again. Uh, I think um, I think Weapon's son's going to get a pretty, as Terry said, he's got gate speed. So I think he can land in a pretty like prominent sort of stalking position mm-hmm. uh, out of trouble too because from that mid-draw, uh, Joey has a party starting to get his mojo back. Um, in the last couple of weeks, I feel, and we spoke. I spoke about David Harrison earlier in the show. Just think, Weapon Sun's going to get the right run. Belmont Thousand Meters looks up his alley. He just, yeah, he just sort of came out on on top for me. But I didn't necessarily have him as sort of short as what the what did the you market. mark him? I was fo- I was like five dollars the field. Really. Yeah, okay. Him and. I thought him and Super, Super X, X yeah. yeah. They look the obvious standouts, don't they, from a yeah. market point of view. Both race prominently, both coming off pretty good performances. This isn't much harder. Yeah. I actually marked Webinson, um four bucks as well. So yeah. it's a, it's, it is on top in my um, in my market. But, uh, yeah, no, the current prices suggest it's not the best. It's probably the X-Factor horse as well. Yeah. Um, I remember the day we actually faced uh, the Italians or one of mine and um, we were probably the better better run than it. But it had to come from off the speed. I think Webinson. I did think Weaponson was going to be a better horse when allowed to freewheel out in front, but that elite street form when Chris Graham had to take a seat, uh, sit because of the speed in the race really has added up. So always good to have a versatile horse, isn't it? And, yeah, I just think that he's just going to be in, in the right spot. Third up should be should be close to a peak performance for, for the Harrison Yard. He he's From a tipping point of view, he comes out on top. He's just under my price at the moment uh i was with you i thought round the point made made sense back to the thousand with sean mcgrady on board wait for the weather yeah pretty wait for the weather if it doesn't of, come you don't want to be on a good four do you yeah will it be a good four though oh well it's not, it might be listed as a good four yeah. whether it actually is a good four i don't know but yeah pretty uncomplicated sort of style isn't he around the point jump run roll box barrier on. seven could be perfect as well if the fence is off he can just stay a couple off it and and yeah if you go back to the run versus long beach silken eyes and danny george all of them win this so yeah um yeah as i said if the weather does come around the point will be some that i think that a lot of people will be uh, will be heading towards yep and uh did did run third behind a couple of smart ones uh, 
two starts ago. Oh, it ran second, did it? It's uh, no Devona Star. Prior to that, it ran uh, fourth in the Long Beach race. That was yes. Long Beach, um, Silken Eyes. Bit thin last week over the twelve hundred. I thought they walked Brody. They just yeah, it was it was a little bit average in a race where the the first few really did dominate. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's a different horse on a on a sloppy uh, thousand meter. Stretch actually did some stats. Let me just get my stats out. Where did I do the round the point stats? Um, I actually was quite interested to do them. So over its career, it's had um, 32 goes at 1,100 metres or further um, for, for one win, seven placing, seven, 10 seconds. Yeah, one win. It's had one, that's, that's the most important part. One win over the 32 starts and it's had three wins um, from nine goes over the 1,000. So that's very basic stats. But if you go a little bit further, over the 1,100, it's ran second twice in 60 pluses as yep. well. Yep. Past the 1,200, the only success it's ever had has been at Albany in far inferior races. So um, I think it's taken a while, but I think this really is a 1,000-meter uh, specialist. Yep. That's what I'm trying to say. Yep. Thank cool. you for assisting. And Mylena was a horse to follow. I thought her yeah. first up run. She was, was better than Weaponson. Uh, yeah. Sorry, than Super X first up. Yeah, she uh-huh. was really good. Yeah. Chris Parnham on board, like that, right? Uh, blinkers mm-hmm. go on. Mylena, um, she, what's she? What's they got her around at the moment? Oh, she's been met with a bit of support this morning. Was sixteen dollars into into nine fifty. I suspect it will be better. On a race day. you wouldn't be uh, you wouldn't be that silly in taking the field if you were doing a quadrilla. That's all I say. Sterling Estate drops back from a seventy-two plus to a sixty plus and gets in on the same weight because it's a sixty-rated horse. Actually went really well against. We've got Dream Seven days ago, so not a horse I'm going to be backing. Sterling Estate. Old, uh, he definitely uh, he's getting a little bit giddy from going around that many <laughs> times recently. I think, but um, look from the he, he maps to to get a pretty nice run as well. So, um, and just last thing we spoke about this. Uh, pre-record was um, uh, Ellie Asfar Mini Winnie mm. resuming. I think Mini Winnie's got a bit of ability. This I don't, yeah. don't think this is necessarily uh, her race. Is it her? Him first up from him. A, him first up from a spell. But uh, go back to his maiden win against Ice Trader, who made that form look pretty good. Um, How's the last it? campaign? That was the the best thing beaten that didn't get beaten. Yeah, I've yeah that was, was an uh, incredible watch. It, yeah, Jade got out of jail there, didn't she? Incredible on, uh, watch. I was actually on Ice Trade that day, and I I got beaten by a lip, but I didn't feel aggrieved in the slightest. <laughs> I, I, part of me was, uh, yeah, I think it would have been a, a very hard return to scale for Jade if uh, if she didn't get the uh, the chocolates there. But yeah, tough tough uh, leg of the quaddy to kick things off, yeah, for sure. Very much so, very much so. All right, the uh, the new market, the, the feature race of the day, BJ, over the 1,200 metres. I, I just know that you'll be a big... Uh, like most of us will be big, a big free trade fan. I want you to, to tell us why you, uh, you should be winning. Well, free trade resumes. Uh, last We last saw him in the Bunbury Stakes with a pretty arrogant victory. That followed up on a dominant Pinjo Classic performance as well. Everything has always pointed to free trade, making it to black type, and he just sort of, the, the transition was seamless towards the you know late summer, early early autumn, and you know coincided with what's been what was what 20, 2019, 2020 was just a you know the season uh, of his lifetime for Michael Lane. Like that that stable just went to a whole another whole another level, and free trade was was right at the the forefront of uh, of that. And look, he's uh, he's been spoken about as a live railway. Uh, stakes and winter bottom stakes chance later in in 2020 double yeah he's uh, yeah michael lane mentioned that they might even run in both uh which would be which would be interesting had a big claw style that's right so he's been he's 
I, I like the fact that uh, Laney and the camp have given him two trials leading into this. He's, he's gone to the trials. He's meant business on both occasions. They got the workouts that they were looking for. Uh, he just looks like he's going to be breathing fire first up in the Belmont Newmarket on Saturday. Is he is he a leader? I don't know, but he just looks like he's going to land in front and control and dominate. It just looks like Red Can Man all over again, really. And it uh, looks a gift map, doesn't a it? Gift map. A gift map. If something does go forward and take him on, so we, which we're not quite uh, expecting, uh, he can just hand up and, and pop him behind it. I think the, the two trials is a real sign of intent. That they, yeah. want, they want to win first up there, obviously. But they're, they, they're coming back for a, what I think a two start campaign. Yeah, I think yeah. with a plan. Yeah, so, so this it'll be the, a, they'll be planning on a bang bang. Yeah, idyllic Prince stakes in uh, two weeks time. Yeah, so there'll be a very simple little, a very simple little bang bang campaign. Should be winning, winning comfortably. I mean, the devil's advocate here has to suggest that. Some of these sprinters are a little bit fitter. Um, Floyd should be probably peaking probably at the second up over the 1,200 metres. Multiverse will love the the rain, and Pims Royale was probably the eye catcher of the day yep. in the Red Cam Man race, the Bolton you just um, you just mentioned before. But um, in, if the rain does come, Free Trade will be first up on a slot, which which has to be some minor concern if there's a little bit of susceptibility in him late. But, geez, no, he, he should be winning. And uh, I saw a tweet, and we were already discussing it, about uh, sometimes it's nice just to back some nice horses, and if you, I saw someone say that they were going to back free trade all up um, showmanship, just under four bucks, and I thought, geez, on paper that looks a pretty nice little uh, little investment. I reckon um, it's going to be a popular double across the coast. Mm. So yeah, look, I've marked I've marked free trade a dollar eighty. Could have had free trade probably. Even shorter, it was the weather that just made me a little bit circumspect. Uh, I haven't dived in yet at the dollar ninety or dollar ninety five that has been popped around, but it's still a dollar ninety. So. Each of their own that are interested at those quotes. Yeah, the he just he just travels and moves like a class horse, does he? And he, he's a horse on the rise, whereas a lot of these are just about on this on their mark. Maybe Floyd is sort of starting to fulfil the the potential, the promise that he showed as a young horse. Maybe the stables he only had twenty four starts, so maybe the stables finally managed to get him right and got some continuity in his training and, and racing and he's got a lot of talent that was a really strong thousand meter victory the other day but i just think free trade's just got a class edge on these especially over the the 1200 just yeah i think he's i think he's got them covered and it could be could be a be very a comfortable mm. uh, uh, watch for free trade 59 um, kilos though one thing to keep in mind this is a so like pims royale gets in with the 54 here with a gate if if Kira can get her out the gates and, and lob in the one-one type thing. Geez, that was a super impressive performance from from Pim's right. It was, up, wasn't so. it? But yeah. Yeah, if it's a if it's a sloppy old day, I'd probably uh, lean to Multiverse being a lot stronger player for the for the placing side of things as well. So look, and if the rail's red hot, you look at Lockroy getting the tuck in behind Free Trade. Well, so that was that was just about horse. mentioned all of them. That was um, all I was going to mention as the the place sort of. Uh, the problem is I can mention all of them, which mm. makes you think that none of them are probably value because it's yeah, it's very even. And then we're obviously discounting, uh, not discounting, but we haven't, we haven't even spoken Floyd. about Central Spice either. <laughs> uh, I actually marked the Central Spice over twenty to one. So, well, Big Cole will be Big Cole up. won't be happy. No, no Big Cole. Won't. He had a couple of yeah. He was. I think he'd just come off dry July last time I saw him. You could tell that he was. He started August in a very wet fan, uh, in a very wet fashion. So, good day to Mister Mister Pierce. Free trade for me. Bye. It's the only one you could back, isn't it? Yeah, free yeah. trade for me. The Lockeroy Red Cam Man, that that effort was pretty good. It's probably just going to get the drag behind free trade as well. So, but yeah, I think it's uh, this is the the setup for free trade. 
Michael Lane will be looking to see what this horse can do moving towards bigger and better things later in the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, BJ. It's a bit disappointing. I, th- I thought we were going to get like a really good mm. new market and unfortunately- Cup Knight's not here. That was probably the- Yeah, Cup Knight and Red Cam Man and mm. a few of the others just hasn't all come together and, you know, I guess showmanship and a couple of those Cerise and Whites ended up going across to- um, to Melbourne early, uh, maybe earlier than we Even Jericho and Missile would have been nice to see Jericho on the race. I think David Harrison's pulled the wrong rein, um, which I don't often say. I think he's a very good judge of race, but um, I don't think he's pulled the right rein with Jericho. would like to see uh, it go into the uh, the feature race, especially clashing against Silken Eyes yeah. in the next. But uh, let's get on to that race anyway, BJ. Okay, so race eight is the Valet Marjorie Charlson handicap. Now, Marjorie was a absolute legendary WA racing administrator in the 70s, 80s, and uh, really put WA racing on the map from a national uh, scale back in the 1970s, teaming up with Harry Bolton, growing up in the with a jockey father in the racing industry, you know, um, the, the halcyon days of West Australian racing and all the stories that my father tells me uh, basically all down to the efforts of of a select few like Harry Bolton and Marjorie Charlson and their um I guess their deeds to get prize money up and to attract the best jockeys, best trainers, the best horses to Western Australia for our summer carnivals uh, back in back through the seventies and eighties and, 80s and um, yeah like there were the golden the golden era of. Uh, of West Australia thoroughbred horse racing and Marjorie Charlson was um, the main driver behind that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's sad to see such a stalwart of the industry pass on, Terry, but um, she contributed a hell of a lot and I believe she's a Hall of Fame, WA Racing Hall of Fame nominee as well. So no doubt she'll uh, she'll be in there and, and much deserved as well. Very well said, BJ. Um, so I think you sort of heard some of my old man's racing stories the other night, Terry, when we, we bumped into you out and about. He's a cracker, isn't he? Jeez, <laughs> he's an absolute cracker. Hello to Mr. Ryan yeah. as well. Yeah, he loved- uh, Regular he, listener. He loved having a- uh, Does he know a, how to use podcasts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's pretty good. He uh, he loved having a new a new ear to tell all his old racing stories to, Terry. So I uh, appreciate you uh, taking time to no, listen I, to all those. I loved it. It was my honour. I uh, He can definitely be part of the book that I intend on writing at some stage. There's so many good racing stories out there. And obviously, as we grow and learn more, beat more people in the industry, I just um, I think it would be a cr- some of the stories I've heard and some of the stories we've been a part of over the journey. Um, yeah. My old man used to tell me a million of them as well. I just I think it would make a great book. We've been discussing it. Me and a few mates have been discussing it for a long time. So. Um, yeah, I think we can get uh, Bernie in there with some of his as well. There was a couple of crackers being shared <laughs> after a couple of robbies. So anyway, let's move on to this. But I believe BJ, and I think you uh, with me here is the um, this is the feature of the day, really, yeah. isn't it? This is the best race of the day, comfortably. All right, let's 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 go through this on an, like we always do in a structured, ordered manner. <laughs> let's begin with a speed map here because this is in this is really, really, really interesting from a speed map point of view. So I. What I do is I, I, first of all, when I do my form for any race, I list all the horses that potentially can go forward and then I try and dissect how the race will be run and what the mindsets will be with a few runners. So I've got Mia Dolce 1, Double Bubble 3, Cliffs of Comfort 5, the Naconian 10, Sophie Song 11. Okay, I've got Sophie Song from 11. I don't think it has the pace to bother him. Might just sit deep, might go back. I just don't think it's part of the map. doesn't matter. Mia Dolce from 1 up to the 1,200 metres. I don't think this is an impossibility that the mindset will be, let's hand up here up to the 1200 it might not be but i think there'll be a thought process that 
if we get taken on from out wide, I reckon we might consider handing up here. So Mia Dolce will not necessarily be as aggressive to try and lead over the 1,200 with the pressure coming across from outside of it. Double Bubble Barrier 3. Don't think Double Bubble is a horse who is super, super quick out the gates, needs to muster to get there, needs to work to get there. Better horse out in front. Uh, it's the horse most suited by the conditions forecast uh, as well. Um, then you've got the Cliffs of Comfort in Barrier 5, and I think there'll be a real – a real show of intent. So they actually went below benchmark just to the turn last time. So I think there'll be a real show of intent to probably try and cross and find the rail here, yep. um, especially with the Naconian coming across who's a very good horse and sitting on um, Cliffs of Comfort's outside. So I've actually got Cliffs of Comfort crossing, finding the rail and the Naconian breezing. That gives you me a Dolce on the back of Cliffs of Comfort. That gives you the Naconian Double breeze. Bubble. Double bubble probably in the 1-1 one 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 type yep. thing. Um, but I think me a Dolce and than a Conian will act as uh, roadblocks. Trademark. Yeah, try some of my trademark roadblocks uh, in this race. I'm not sure how Clissa Comforts um, will handle the conditions. That's something we just have mm. to sort of speculate on. But yep. look, pretty happy to knock Clissa Comfort last week. I'm pretty happy to load into Silken Eyes a fortnight ago, sorry. Um, I am changing my tune here. Um, I just think a quality sprinter up to the 1,200 metres, which I said at the time, I think it will suit more than 1,000, um, able to find the rail on the minimum. Um, this is where quality sprinters are really hard to get past, um, especially one that we all believe is on the rise. So Cliffs of Comfort, uh, it's just about my best of the day, I think. I, I, when I say yeah. I don't have a best of the day, a real passionate best of the day, it's it's, it's a pretty difficult card. Other than the, uh, showmanship. Apart from, yeah, apart from showmanship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a very difficult card with the with the with the conditions being as uh, uncertain as they are, BJ. But um, there's some great horses back in the field. Silken Eyes, uh, Jericho Missile. Why choose her? Who probably ticks more boxes mm. than any other runner? Just having a tough time with Alan Kennedy at the moment, to be honest. So um, he's yeah. So find it difficult to to load into into that. But um, look, I'm pretty happy taking luck out of the equation. Hoping Cliffs of Comfort can get across Mia Dolce. Um, have the Naconian and and Mia Dolce around it. Shake those two off and. Quality sprinters on the minimum, BJ, especially ones that lead. Pretty hard to get past. Yeah, second second up. It looks like the Cam, the Pierce brothers spoke post-race that Cliffs of Comfort needed that first up hit out. Was a bit big in condition and I imagine they've they've turned the screws on him since then and that run with natural natural improvement up to the 1,200. To me, it just if he, if he handles the conditions on the day, I think Cliffs of Comfort just wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only that's the only way I can really see him getting getting rolled. I mean, Jericho Missile was super in the new season sprint, rebounded strongly um, back to the thousand the other day. Where does where does Lucky get from gate four with Jericho, who likes to relax early? Looks like a tough steer for the for our man Raul Romoli. All I'll say is I think anyone backing Jericho will will need to be very lucky to yeah. be winning this race. So I um yeah Jericho arguably could be the best horse in this race. Yeah. Probably alongside Cliffs of Comfort, Silk and I was really good race. Yeah. But gee whiz. Yeah. I it's it's a I've very it's him, a very odd a it's a very odd booking. It's a very odd uh yeah, it's an odd setup. It's an odd setup. There's also queries on whether Jericho missile um handled the the going uh, a month ago, first up. So, yeah, look, really, really difficult one. Jericho Missile went up favourite a few markets. Understandably, I, I've marked Jericho Missile over ten to one because I think the booking is just such a such a difficult one to be yeah. honest with you. So that's uh, yeah, they got it right out in my market. I imagine it's going to get right out on the exchange yeah, too late. Yeah, uh, so. Um, so, I um, and what about Silken Eyes? Like that was you were pretty pumped with that result last week. I've watched the replay many times. But 
the wizard pike. Like that was just a pike special. Really. Was but the horse was still zigging and zagging and weaving and uh, dodging, and it, it never really got to sort of uh, sort of size up and then get a proper crack at him until really late. Um, I mean, some people say why choose her was taking ground off it on the line, but it had the momentum to wind up into the race out a little bit wider as well. But so but it yeah, was just you- just incredible the way that. So Danny George was in front of him. Uh, Troy Turner's hooked out and got around. Uh, Shinju was was in a position to keep to be a nuisance to Silken Eyes. It didn't show up. It's dropped off. It's amazing how often Pike the, these the the seas part and things just work out for the wizard. Like it's it, he it happens so often. And um, and Silken Eyes has a booming finish and he's very sharp point to point. And he uh, he's conserved early. A lot of people were doubting the Wizards' tactics on the day, but he conserved early, darted through late for a, for a terrific win. Uh, no Wizard on this occasion, though. No. Uh, I think I was one of those doubting the tactics as well at the time. I think I wasn't far from you at the time. I was a little bit uh, mid-race. or didn't feel great. Had a, had, a, had a reasonable little whack at the double with Floyd and um, at the earlies, and um, no, I didn't feel too, too confident mid-race. But this is, it teaches me right to never doubt the Wizard, doesn't it? Uh, 1,200 metres, does he, does he get the 1,200? We'll find out. I, as, I just, as strongly. Yeah, as strongly. I, I can't see him spotting Cliffs of Comfort three, four lengths on straightening and, and gunning. If, if gunning Cliffs rails. Down. Yeah. Mia Dolce is almost the key horse here, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. If, yeah. if Cliff sits in the breeze, I... Uh, Chloe, and, Chloe and Joey. Yeah, Chloe and Joey. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd feel a bit... Um, I'd feel less confident if we're breezing 100%. But um, as I said, I expect a real uh, degree of intent. And we have to speak about why I choose her quickly. Yep. Last run was absolutely huge. It's Massive. a horse that flies in the wet that goes better at the 1,200. Um, yeah, it's t- ready to t- win. T- t- it is 100% ready to win. Ready to win. But this mm. is a really deep race, Alan Kennedy can't do things wrong, and at the moment he's doing a few things wrong. So, I um, I do have why choose her thinner in the market than the, the current price, but I just I just worry that this is such a good deep race. It's um yeah everything will need to go right for her. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty keen. I'm with Terry. I'm very keen on Cliffs of Comfort. I and mean, we just mentioned Chloe and Joey, the siblings, before, and how they hold the key to this race. It was interesting to see. Yesterday, Stevie Parnham on Wardian trying to push out underneath uh, brother Chris on Traded Crown and Chris just said, I'll just put, put you back in that pocket, Stevie, and then probably cost him the race. Price you have Cliffs of Comfort. Cliffs of Comfort. Me. It's been mapped. I was uh, early. I was three dollars twenty. Cliffs of Comfort. I was three dollars flat. I mm. thought I was a little bit thin with that price considering how deep this race is, but it's been absolutely Backed as if unbeatable. No, backed as if unbeatable. It means nothing's really come because you can't get a bet early. But, mm. um, yeah, I think uh, a couple of the agencies, not just Brad Bet, a couple of the agencies went up uh, over four to one. And I think now you can barely shop above three to one, a tickle above three to one. So um, $3? No, nah, I don't care. I don't care. I actually know it's wrong, but I'm going to keep saying it just to, uh, <laughs> just to upset the people I know it upsets. So uh, take the three to one. Maybe not. Don't take the three to one. I don't know. I don't know. Wait for conditions in the day. Maybe, well, maybe we get longer. It's a pretty deep race. It's a good race, yeah. Mm. It's a it's a it's a good race on a uh, on a tough day. Certainly so um, yeah, it's uh, what time is it, Terry? Uh, it's it's time for the, the time honoured and one of the uh, one of my favourites. Uh, always my favourite race in the card is the Get Out Stakes, BJ. It's S T E A K S. The Get Out Stakes, Market City Meets, uh, the extremely popular Twitter-based mm. competition. Now, Market City Meets, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, is located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. 
Timmy Hewitt runs the show, swing past, say good day. Timmy will look after you. His, Timmy and his team will look after you, of course. Congratulations to last week's winner, Dimitri Shiolu. Uh, that's his second victory, Dimitri, mm. in the Get Out Stakes. So very, very well done. Hopefully you uh, you enjoy those elite beef cuts from Market City Meats. Now to enter this week's Get Out Stakes. Uh, remembering the Sam White rule, of course, mm. um, for to separate dead heats. Enter, send us a tweet at the one one pod. Who you think will win race nine at Belmont on Saturday? And a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And if there is a dead heat, whoever puts their tweet in first will be declared the winner. First in best dressed. First in best dressed. Exactly. Yep. Well, this is a difficult end to the day, BJ. Um, that might be an understatement. Um, <laughs> we're probably going to be seeing, if, if, the, if the forecast was correct, we might have seen five or six races run in a, in a bit of a slop and the track could be pretty, uh, pretty off by now and um, the rail may not be the best spot to be. Anything but, um, could happen. Anything could happen. Mm. So, yeah, play it by ear. I mean, inflation's got the best form lines coming into this, dropping from the 72-plus to the 60-plus, gets in pretty well at the weights. Interestingly, Chris Parnham has probably already been booked to ride Devoted Star, which surely they don't scratch again, seeing he's had to give up the ride on inflation here. But um, if Lucy ends up on the fence, that just might simply, I don't know, might just instantly ruin inflation's chances. So mm. you can't really dive in there with any confidence. Annihilator's a horse with the X factor. It's been backed early. Across the board, understandably, I think it's just the horse with the most upside. Um, did get every conceivable last time out. But look, BJ, this is a race. We're just going to have to play on the day and see what's happening. The way I, and maybe it's because she saved us last week with Bonneville Black, but um, look, the way the way, uh, the way the track could be playing, sitting three deep the trip here for a horse like False State with Matty Derricon just might be exactly where you want to be on this track. And the expressionist form clearly stacks up. Um, after it, uh, it put away a, uh, a midweek field uh, 10 days ago, so or a tick over a week ago, sorry. So, look, I, at this stage of proceedings, I'm just I'm going to wait and see what we do on the day, BJ, but um, I think the, with the conditions as they are predicted to be, it might be a, it might be a false statement type of, uh, type of little look in the last, if we can see some $10 plus. Matty Wagon. I don't know though, but I, I see. I generally, generally don't know what I'm going to be on at, at this stage of proceedings. Um, it's it's really going to be conditions and um, track orientated. Wonder what Matty in the last POT has been yeah. recently. Big numbers. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw that Daniel O'Sullivan like tried to bust the myth, the pike in the last. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. <laughs> did you see that on Twitter? Yeah, sometimes some myths you don't need to be busted. Just uh, yeah, we need some falsities are good. <laughs> And he said that actually Pike in the first is the is the mm. more profitable way to go. So yeah, uh, another tough tough race on uh, Belmont Newmarket Day for me. I was um, I was with Annihilator. Terry said that he just got all the favours last start, which he certainly did. But I was just impressed just by by the way that he put them away. Just one one night um, is a pretty smart filly or man now on her day, and Annihilator just treated her with contempt. Has always shown like he's got something annihilator. Uh, sort of had has had appears to have had like a bit of a interrupted prep. There was a gap between runs on the his second up run on the tenth of June and third up run on the 29th of July. But just the way that he he elevated and ploughed through the going midweek uh, twelve hundred meters last start. If um, just going to trust Brad Graham to uh, Brad Graham Brad Parnham to find a suitable running position from the sticky draw. Uh, if he if three wide recovers the go. 
following Maddie, maybe, on false statement. Mm -hmm. Maddie, three wide breezing, Annihilator following her across, gets cover, could be a good spot. Yeah, I thought Annihilator was, from an each-way point of view, was the um, was the each-way go of the day. He, um, he took, yeah, he just looked, looked, he was my on-top selection and I um, I marked him significantly shorter. Did you mark him? I was uh, $6 Annihilator. I was, uh, what was I, five fifty six bucks? I had a little bit. Of the uh, the ten yep. bucks that Bradley lobbed up this morning, yeah, uh, five fifty. I had an eyeliner actually. So, yeah, would you have inflation? I just marked him favourite because he's just going to be in front. But he just doesn't yep. win, does he? Inflation? No, right? but I mean, it's been racing better racing, racing in seventy two plus as a sixty eight rider. So even though he comes down to a, a sixty plus here, he doesn't cop the full brunt of yep. the the difference. So it's actually two kilos that he was racing out of his weight division. Last time out, so I marked him four dollars eighty. Yeah. But in saying that, yeah. if we get a, a slop and the and the fence is off, it's probably a ten dollar chance. Yeah, so, but if, um, if if it's the reverse, it's almost the the mapped winner, isn't it? In a way, so ex exactly right, yeah. exactly right. So look, I think Annihilator will be extremely popular. May even start favourite. X Factor horses seem to have a fair bit of um a fair bit of monetary support because uh, they're they're probably the ones that uh, well they've got the most upside, obviously. So Devoted Stars a big watch though as well. Yeah. Last time we saw conditions that we're going to see. On Saturday, um, it was a huge winner um, over Silken Eyes and, and around the points. So, mm. could, um, could be following those our two in the three wide lines. Yeah, hundred well, yeah. percent. It, it'll be wide and making its run, but uh, always always got queries on horses that are scratched on, on numerous occasions. Mm. And uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show, Damien Miller on Patrocity Heckwatch. Yeah, Heckwatch, exactly right. Tough ride from the gate, but um, it's going well. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's just going to be interesting to see the the variations of the responses we get for the get out stakes because um this is the yeah, most open like, get out stakes we have seen you know yeah in a long time a long 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 time so keep so. an eye out for what sean nichols does late oh, on yeah. uh, on twitter the goat and uh could uh, could be the go so but yeah i mean you can make a case uh, even like you mentioned earlier you could you could make a random case if it's if it if it pours down, you can make a case for Fry's Gift, who just loves the wet. So yeah, um, yeah, you'd need to improve a length or two. But uh, even if well, it does that, come, the Brian yeah, Rogers camp can can get yes, them to they, they find a length or can. two. Yeah, they certainly can. Yeah, it's a uh, a sticky sticky race to finish the day. So I expect a lot of annihilator um, support. But um, yeah, from the gate, it's a horse that's done its best work. Um, covered up runs just yeah. off him as well. So yeah. three wide line having to sprint past some of them. Can it do that as well? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not definitely not saying it can't. It's a yeah. horse that I was looking for a improved performance and then up to the 1400 and it obviously smashed him last start at the 12 and I think it'll get better with a little bit further as well. So good finish to the day, but we're going to have to wait for conditions. I don't think there's any yeah. point in really discussing anything too in depth. Would you be will you be taking a quarter on Saturday? Oh, it's just I'll be taking a quarter every day. Did you see that quarter yesterday? Come on. Belmont $100,000 dividend. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, right. I missed a few of those legs, I think. <laughs> didn't quite, didn't quite jerk that one. I had Arnie's boy going for. Um, this is when I heard that. Uh, this is why I actually paid attention that quaddy a fortnight ago. Yeah. So we got to the last leg. I only took three in the first. Linda was the third. Lucky Linda Lulu. Then yeah. I stood out. Silken Eyes only took two. Only took Floyd and Mervin. And I got to the last leg. Had a had a fairly large dividend. I had Arnie's boy going for the, the best part of six figures that day. To be honest with you, so that's why I heard, when I heard that in the toilet just before the race, I thought, "Oh, this is <laughs> to be. here we go, here we go." But uh, unfortunately, Christmas has come early. It was the favourite which uh, which got up, so it wasn't the, the big payday I was, was hoping for. But um, this is a tough finish to the day, so good luck and uh, bet late. Okay, okay, that brings us to our best 
betting propositions of the day. We'll let the Perth Racing Guru lead things off. What can you steer the listeners into as your best? Well, as I said before, it's not a day where I've got a real confident jumping out of my skin best, but we'll go with Cliffs of Comfort. Um, confident they can cross find the rail and that's the last they see of a quality sprinter on the rise on the minimum. Do it. I'm with you. Cliffs of Comfort. There my, you go. It's been a best, while since they've lined up. Best betting proposition of the day. Second up, 1,200 metres, straight to the front. See you back in the showers, Cliffs of Comfort. It's nice to take luck out of equation. Yeah. Uh, luck out of the equation with a nice uh, free uh, free rolling type out in front. So, Maddie BJ, what do you got for me at the uh, at the quotes? Twenty dollars or above? Well, I fell a whisker short of a Maddie result last Saturday with Throwdown. Oh yes, I should have mentioned that. It's very poor of me. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad you did fall uh, whisker short as well, actually, of, uh, of that Maddie result. So Chrissy Graham, horses starting to roll for Chrissy Graham. Yeah. Only a matter of time until they uh, until they started um, wanting to win for him. Got his first win since returning from that suspension with Don's Legacy, and um, which we were, we yeah. were looking for. And I see that is his, is his claim come down to two yeah, kilos. Yeah, two now? kilos midweek. Yeah, um, it should be the same Saturday, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's gone from three to two with that Don's Legacy win at Belmont yep. last Saturday. So yeah, they are starting to move from. So yeah, Throwdown just just failed to to catch uh, Bonneville Black at. Um, 31 dollars, something like that on the mm-hmm. exchange. So um, my Maddie for the day comes up in race six. Uh, doesn't win very often, but has the right trainer. I knew you were going to go this way. Route eighty-eight in uh, race six of the day. Lucy Warwick, Lindsay Smith. If they're getting back, running on. If the inside's off, there's a few. This is this is a pattern dependent thing, but I think twenty-six dollars at the moment is is a a, a pretty. Decent price for Route 88. I hate up. that horse. I actually hate that horse. Yeah. I, yeah you don't owe me a fair few bob. I think I might have made it Maddie before, actually. Yeah. Um, but it's a bit of a tease horse, but it's mm. a bit of a funny race. So you know, The yard's definitely going well enough to win anything at the moment, aren't yeah. they? Route 88, race six. Uh, same race for me and ATM, as I suggested. I've marked at $13. So current markets are $31 across the board. That's uh, plenty for me. To get involved. Okay. So we're going head-to-head in that race. I like it. And Maddie's, we've got ATM for Terry, Route 88 for BJ. It's a Maddie type of race, isn't it? That brings our preview to a close, Terry. So it's time to that we give some of our black bookers out in our horses to follow segment. Uh, yours is overflowing at the moment, Terry, but just give out just a couple, a of, little, couple. couple of little nibbles. A what have we got? We've got to hide the Kalgoorlie ones from now on after the, the de- demolition jobs people are doing to the odds before I can get a hold of them. And the Carnarvon ones. Uh, yeah. What do we got? All right, let's look at one yesterday, horse called No Beelium. I like I like black bookers that don't look like black bookers on the surface. I thought that ride by Alan Kennedy was um, as poor a thought-out ride as you can possibly have. There was about six litres in the race, so he bustles it early and just the horse was just never happy with what he did. Um, no Beelium's a better horse with cover. Um, um, I've always believed, and this was a great setup on a wet track to just take a park and try and go past them late. It was just a um, yeah, a completely thoughtless ride. I don't understand how you can possibly come up with that mindset to not um, be a little bit less aggressive out the gates and take a sit. Not that I was overly financially invested on the race. That's a lie. <laughs> um, but no billions one to follow. Pocket, um, pocket talks. A horse that hasn't drawn a gate in a million years, keeps running big races, was first up, Little Fish, huge. Keep following Little Fish. When they draw a gate and we can put Kira or Mitch on for – might stay with Luke, I'm not sure um, – um, it's flying. Uh, the most leading, the most black booked horse I reckon in Perth last week would have been leading girl. Mm-hmm. Huge. 
should be winning next start no matter where they go. Uh, one, I know that you were on last start in the country, BJ, behind Congreve Rocket, Ginger Green. Thought Ginger Green was great, cleared out from third. Um, I think those two might prove that to be a pretty good little form line between the two of them. And another one that same day, probably another one of the more black booked runners in the country. I I wasn't on, but geez, you'd have to feel stiff if you were on Street Fair yeah. last Thursday. Was, that was, oh, that was a sickening watch. It was just... With 200 to go, it was just behind everything. At least we've got a gap at some stage. It's going so well. And the gap just came too late. And it hit the line so well. Jeez, I don't know if there's many horses going better in that sort of C1, C2 level and straight fair. So they're my black bookers this week. BJ, horses to follow. Well, you, you, you I reckon I would have nicked a few of yeah, yours. Yeah, you nicked a few yeah. of mine, but that's okay. Double down on me. Double down. Oh, my, my horses to follow were Ginger Green, mm. Little Fish. And there was one... New season three-year-old that uh, resumed yesterday at Belmont. That um, it was a big field and a bit of a, a funny old result with Zadok, Zadok getting up to knock off one of Roy Rogers that ran second. That was Strathmore. very well, su- very Rose. well supported on the day. Mm-hmm. But there was a run behind them. A horse called Reciting first up for Colin Webster yeah. was one of the better runs of the day. I thought. Yeah. Got back very wide. They didn't seem to be running on that well wide on the track did you think terry nope, they inferior not. going would you thought? i think it was yeah 100 yep. percent. the rail um or not necessarily the rail but uh it was very hard to make ground horses that made sustained moves and were up there on the bend they went okay yeah um, but not not much made real slashing ground from the back so it makes it more notable yeah so i thought reciting was was my um black booker from yesterday's belmont meeting so just recapping ginger green little fish that's uh Teaming up with the with Terry there Double and reciting down. from the okay. Colin Webster. Yeah. Circle, little fish and ginger green. They've got circles around them. Double up. Look at that. <laughs> bang, bang. That's exciting. Uh, Top notch trialers. Now, Terry, do we have something to look forward to at the next set of local trials? No, I don't think anyone will be looking forward to it besides me. But um, no, we bought a horse um, several years ago. Uh, actually, let's tell the story next week. We've got a horse called the Slug, which um, the owners uh, Great became part of the horse because somebody defaulted. One of my mates who used to be a bowler. Failed to come up with the money in the end. Then secondary, um, another mate, Chase, placed a bet for me. Instead of transferring the money, I said, do you want to share in this horse? He took it. So it's, the way we all came about owning this horse is very funny. So it's a horse called the Slug going around on Monday. And, um, Luke it's Fernie? Been, it's been with Luke Fernie. It's been yeah. the longest wait in the history of a horse. I think we, we bought it um, as it came out of the womb. So uh, this has been the longest wait in the history of horse racing to, to see a horse get to well, the Well, so you've been so, in since day one? Yeah, we've been in it forever. So, yeah, so how old is the Slug? Uh, the Slug just turned four oh, paul geez, huckle what a way yeah it is it was uh and it's one of the cheapest horses you'll uh, you'll ever come across as well so <laughs> i'm uh, i'm really enthusiastic about it this is uh yeah it's about three and a half years four years coming so so the slug is going to be go. entered for for the next set of trials the slug yeah she's pretty happy with the name too so i'm told the horse is pretty tickled pink being called the slug so poor girl all right keep an eye out for the slug punters so my top-notch trialers there was a horse in heat two at lark hill on july 27 now there's a horse running at Northern today called Chicklet, dollar forty favourite in um, thin, a thin, yeah. Mm. Resuming for the Pierce Brothers, ran fourth in a size produce. Anyway, I thought this horse Baranova, it's a half to I'm feeling lucky and Utgard Loki, unraced three year old with Justin Warwick. I thought its trial was better than Chicklet in that particular heat. Wasn't knocked around at all. Put Baranova in your black books, peoples. This um, that uh, could be a horse to follow with time. Um, yeah, Justin Warwick comes from a good winning family. Right camp. Watch the replay, Terry. Be interested to see what mm. your thoughts are there. Gillespie is now with Michael Lane, Terry. Now Gillespie is one Dizzy. of the, one of the famous sort of 
not quite winners, non-winners. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been a very costly horse to most WA racing punters along the journey, I would say. He's uh, but he's in the right camp now. Michael Lane, second in Heat 9 at Lark Hill on Monday. I expect uh, the Lane train, expect them to be getting the best, extracting the best out of Gillespie. This new racing season, look out for him racing first up in the coming weeks. And a four-year-old maiden hailing from the Adam Durant yard, Fiery Water was piloted by Matty Derrick in Heat 13, ran second, wasn't uh, asked for the supreme effort. I don't think Fiery Water will be a maiden for too much longer, Terry. Very good. Always look forward to top-notch trials. I should probably tune into some at some stage myself. <laughs> second, I, should, I should play a part at some stage. I usually just go sit in the bench, don't I? That's okay. Whatever happened to? Mm. I want to know whatever happened to Nikovi from the Simon A. Miller yard. Uh, maybe troubles, maybe problems, I'm not sure. We'll have Go to, east again? No. Come back? It's back, but yeah. I, it's, I think it's been in work now. It's out of work. We'll have to uh, talk to Connections, find out what's going on. had a good race with, in the Karakata with a couple of years ago. It did. Mm. It did. Um, one by? Uh, I can't remember who won that one. Yeah, escapes me. I know. Um, Tinsnip ran second. Tinsnip did run. Yeah, two-year-old yeah. horse of the year. Actually, yeah. <laughs> so, Nicovi, we'll check in with Simon A. Uh, Simon A. Miller and connections. See where that that horse is at. And stage man, Cerise and White. Mm. Uh, I saw on Racing Australia that he that its profile is active. So I wonder if it's in work with Adam Durant at the moment. Stage man, who I imagine all going well, we will be set for another tilt at the winter bottom stakes in 2020. And um, yeah, I've just got a couple of uh, old mares, old race mares that are now at stud that uh, some people will be interested to know what what they're up to. I might chuck them on Twitter on uh, Friday night's Twitter feed at the 1-1-Pod Guru. Stage man, Nikovi, whatever happened to him? Perfect. Wonderful. I like it. I believe uh, BJ on a change. I know we're getting towards the end of a, another uh, another podcast. I believe we have a fresh guest Coming on next week. Is that something we're announcing now? We are. Yeah. We are. Yeah. So, Lockie Taylor. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Racing Radio. Brittany's brother. Own. Are we calling him Lockie Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Lockie Taylor will be joining us in the studio, 1 1 headquarters, next Thursday morning. Better get the steak singers ready, hey? I think we should. He, yeah. seems, he seems like a pineapple man to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an interesting one. We should put a poll up, actually. Uh, yeah. On Twitter, That's pineapple on your steak sandwiches or yay or nay? We'll discuss that in our food podcast we record straight after this. So, <laughs> yeah. Cul- culinary experience for the punter. Yeah, so we can confirm one of the rising stars of the uh, WA Racing Media fraternity, Lockie Taylor. He will be on the 1-1 next um, Thursday. Very much looking forward to that, BJ. Oh, yeah. yeah, we need to try and get some varied guests. Not that we uh, we don't love Pete and Crip and whatnot. We need to get Crip on again soon as well, actually. Mm. It's been a while. So, um, no, looking forward to having Lockie on and um, and hearing um, hearing his thoughts on uh, on next week's card, I guess, BJ. Sounds good. Anyway, that brings us to the end of, uh, yes, another edition of the 1-1 WA Racing Podcast. Uh, not the one out, one back, but uh, the WA Racing podcast. Not trots, not the cheats on seats. <laughs> I haven't had enough digs at them, I don't think. I think we're, we've gone a bit quiet in that sense. Uh, good luck on the weekend. Looking forward to having Lockie on next week. And um, until next week on the 1-1. One, one.